Welcome to the fifth edition of Energized, a podcast presented by Surrey Yadkin EMC. This is Wendy Wood, Manager of Communications and Community Relations for SYEMC. Surrey Yadkin Electric is a member-owned electric cooperative situated in the Yadkin Valley area of Northwest North Carolina, serving members in Surrey, Yadkin, Stokes, Wilkes, and Forsyth counties. We look forward to our time during Energized so we can share more information about Surrey Yadkin Electric with you. Today's focus is on Bright Ideas education grants and other education-related programming we provide for the community. Joining me is Jamie Mosley, who is a member of Surrey Yadkin Electric and a seventh grade science and social studies teacher at Gentry Middle School in Surrey County. Jamie, can you give me a little background on how you got into education and teaching? Uh, yes, Wendy. I started out as a TA at Gentry Middle School, and I absolutely love to watch the kids think. I love to watch them work uh, and figure and explore. And I kind of got hung up in the no child left behind, and I had to go back and get some more college credits in order to keep my TA job. Well, once I got started, I continued to go, um, and I went through Surrey Community College, and then I joined a program, a cohort at uh, ASU, and ended up with a middle school um, degree in science and math. And from there, that's where it started. Um, I was able, I graduated from Appalachian State when I was 45 years old. Um, so I went back, I started a little late, but let me tell you, I love going to work every single day and working with those kids. I really do. That's great. It's better late than never, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're never, it, it's never too late to get educated is what I tell my kids. So how did you learn about Sir Yak and Electric? What's your history with the co-op? When I was a little girl, I can remember my grandma coming to the annual meetings and I'd come with her. And that was a big thing. You never missed an annual meeting. And um, I got married. We built a house. And when we did, Surrey Yatkin was our power um, supply. That, that's who supplied our power. And um, when we first got married in 1981, our, I remember we had a postcard. And it had the bubbles on it. And so at the end of each month, they would mail us a card. And we'd go out to the meter. And we would re meet, read our own meter and put it in the, in the circles. Well, you didn't, you wasn't late. You know, you wanted to be accurate with your meter reading. And um, so that's how we start, that's how I started, and that was in 1981, uh, personally. And then um, I can remember when the meter guys started coming to the house, and then with the smart meters, when they changed those out, and you know, now we use the smart hub, and I use it every day to see you know, I monitor my power every day. And back in 1981, we, you know, we monitored it every month, every 30 days, because we could tell, you know, how much power we were using then. But now it's just a, a more accurate, hands-on um, number right, right at our hands, our fingertips. And kind of keep up with what you're using and how much money you're saving. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we do the shift to save, mm -hmm. and I'm, I monitor it very closely. Uh, one day, um, it was one Sunday afternoon, I was, I was checking it, and I noticed that one of our meters had, the numbers had just skyrocketed. So when I asked my husband when he came in, I said, you need to go down to the barn and check that, see what's going on. And we had a pipe bust. 
and water was just going everywhere. Well, we we would not have known it if I had not had checked the uh, the, the smart hub and checked how many. Um, how much we were using and the usage had just skyrocketed. Well pump just kept running and running. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your experience as a Keenan Fellows participant through North Carolina State University. Um, what did that program look like for you and how has it changed how you teach? And maybe I need to give a little background. The Keenan Fellows is a program through North Carolina State University and a few years ago you were the first sponsored by an electric cooperative in North Carolina, the first teacher. Yes. Um, so Sir Yak and EMC was the first electric cooperative to sponsor a teacher. And now that we have a teacher or two teachers every year that do Keenan Fellows programs through NC State. So tell me how you got involved in that program. That was an application program and um, a fellow teacher from Surrey County had been a Keenan Fellow, had chosen this this fellowship several years back and had talked to talked to me about it and an opportunity arose and I applied uh, hoping that I would get it but I really didn't you know it, this was a new adventure for me and the fellowship at that time was a year-long period um, I was very fortunate to um, to receive that fellowship um, I was so excited and it has been a life-changing experience for me uh, every year, I'll use bits and pieces of what I learned. Surrey Atkin and the North Carolina Co-op, they put me inside of anything that they could. I've seen the on the other side of the walls, I can answer questions that the kids ask me about their power, about electricity, about something on the pole, the wires, the different types of poles, and things like that that we talk about in our classroom. And one thing about it too, if I don't know the answer and I didn't learn the answer, I have a resource. I have picked up the phone and called Sir Yakin, and within minutes or an hour, I have an answer. Um, but this experience, was a, it's a, it was a lifelong learning experience. And you know, I'll always be a Keenan fella. I've been able to go and present my project, which was Turn the Lights On, uh, at other STEM workshops and conferences. I've been able to work with other Keenan fellows from other co-ops and see how you know they do things. Um, the project that I did, Turn Your Lights On, in Catawba County, all middle school uh, science teachers created that project and they have that project and they use it in their classroom too. Uh, I love it. The kids love it. Um, I handle a box of supplies and I tell them to turn the lights on. And um, through that they explore, we talk, we teach, and they learn. So I love it. Um, it's an opportunity that I am forever grateful to have had. So what did that program look like for you as far as, I mean, did you come in every week? once a month you were hands-on out in the field what was I came in every day for six weeks and each day we had a different focus um, I was able to go into the nuclear plant which was amazing um, I've been able to go to a peaking plant a lot of kids don't understand what peak time is but when I tell them that an airplane engine the exhaust from that engine is what puts power on the grid in 10 minutes, and we talk about that. Uh, I have a plastic uranium pellet that I can tell them that, that you know this is equal to 158 gallons of diesel fuel. 
and we can talk about that. We talk about the waste products. Um, I've been one thing that really sticks out into my mind is the technology. There is a lot of technology that is involved in electricity and putting energy from how it is generated back to to the house. Um, we talk about a blackout and the security. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize the security needs for the grid, how much we rely on it. Uh, that is something that we discuss. Uh, we talk about the importance of right away and, you know, cleaning, make sure the power lines are clean. You know, when, when a kid, the first thing we do is when that light switch is turned on, you expect it to be on. Yeah. And if it's not, you get upset, but there's a lot of factors that, you know, that could cause it not to, to come on. Uh, you want, when you open the refrigerator, you want a cold Pepsi. Well, how did the Pepsi get cold? And that's something I can talk about in the classroom. Um, we talk about the Smart Hub. I pull up my account and show them, you know, how much energy I use. So the technology issue is, has really been um, a major asset that we can bring into the class because we are at Gentry a one-to-one, -one, which every student has a laptop. So that is something we use. It gives them a good chance to kind of look at things on their own screen and see what's going on too. It does. Yeah. And this is something that they can go back home and talk to their parents about, you know, what do we have? How does this work? Um, we talk a little bit about wattage, but that's something that we do as, as an extension. Right. Uh, but it's an opportunity that we have. And if I hadn't been a Kenan fella, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to understand and know myself. And I'm glad you've been able to take it to other areas too and other teachers and spread the word. Oh, yes, and that. and that has been an opportunity that, that I've enjoyed to go and to share. Uh, I've been to Raleigh several times and to being able to, to share my project and to, you know, to see what other teachers have done, but to, to share what I've done. Well, let's talk about the Bright Ideas Education Grant Program for a few minutes. Okay. Um, since Bright Ideas Program's inception more than 25 years ago, the North Carolina Electric cooperatives have awarded um, more than $13.6 million to kindergarten through 12th grade educators. Um, that money has funded 12,922 projects and has impacted 2.7 million North Carolina students. And some of those students are in our service area. Um, at Suryak and EMC, we annually award $6,250 to educators in our area to help fund their innovative teaching projects. Um, and I know you have been one of the recipients in the past years. Can you, can you tell me, um, had you been part of the Bridez grant program prior to Keenan Fellows or did you learn about it from that Keenan experience? Um, yes, I had. I was introduced to the Bright Ideas grant program through another teacher at Gentry. And actually the first year that I began teaching, and then we kind of worked together on the grant. But one of the main grants that, that we have received, and I say we lots of times, we do it as as team and we work together. Uh, but one of the first grants that, that I was a part of was our Rev Up Your Learning. And at Gentry Middle School, we have a um, Gentry Derby. There's an average of 150 kids in seventh grade. And kids are put into pit crews, they're given a block of wood, and it is student-created, designed, and everything. The only thing we do is I go purchase the kits, and we cut out whatever design they create, and um, the kids 
it, it is a kids completely designed and pro project from building their race car to racing their race car. And when we started, we had two 10-foot pieces of guttering. That was our track. <laughs> and we had to borrow a real racetrack, a derby racetrack from a Boy Scout club. And through the uh, Bright Ideas grant, and, and this, keep in mind too, this was only seventh grade, seventh grade only, 150 students at one school. So through this grant, for several years, we were able to incorporate and add different things. So now we have our own track. Uh, not only is it seventh grade, but the sixth and eighth grade come to watch the seventh grade students race. And we have also incorporated and worked with the Megatronics class at Surrey Community College. And they've added part of their program to this, a electric start and a timed finish. We have lights and so forth at the end. So some of these things are photo finish and now we have through their program. But the, one of the most important things to this, this has come full circle. So students who were at Gentry who created their own derby car are now in classes at the Megatronics class at Surrey Community and they helped to improve our track. So not only did, does the Bright Ideas Grant reach the seventh grade student, it is now the whole school, plus we're adding students at Surrey Community College. So the Bright Ideas Grant, it's amazing how many students it touch. I mean, right now, just talking to you about this, I have cold chills and I get so excited because of the impact it has. Now, also during this grant, it funds our cars and our students would go out and sell sponsorships. And then the money that, they, and this is based on the NASCAR, like NASCAR has mm -hmm. sponsors then they would take that money and it would be donated to the Victory Junction camp where that is for children of, um, who have challenges. And for the past several years, many students from Gentry have participated in that camp, which is part of the Adam Petty camp, or it is the Adam Petty camp. So not only are they learning, but they're also giving back to the community. And with this, this is a life it is a life lesson activity for the kids. And it, it lasts about six weeks. And it's a big old deal for the kids <laughs> at Gentry. Sounds like it. It is. We had our uh, sixth grade transition earlier and I was working with sixth graders and they said, are we gonna get to do the Derby? So, you know, it's something that kids look forward to. Well, and for some of those kids coming out of Cub Scouts, they have some, you know, some of them participate in their Cub Scout troops in Pinewood Derbies, cause y'all's is a Pinewood Derby. Yes. Um, and so, it's just building a lot more of the the more scientific part of it. You know, Cub Scouts do it for the fun, but they oh. don't necessarily get into all the science of the aerodynamics and stuff like y'all do. The whole nine yards, we add math. All core classes are in the math, uh, social studies. We go back into competition, history, uh, scientific method, writing skills. They've got to, you know, write thank you notes. They, they've got to do some reading. They do a book study. So there is a lot to this. It's an in-depth uh, in-depth project. Last year I was fortunate enough to uh, receive a Bright Ideas grant for uh, Grow Baby Grow and I uh, was able to purchase a grow lab and students and again this is a hands-on project students will get to grow things in this lab um, and to see how they reproduce that's what we're going to focus on and um, so I'm excited about that but I can't say 
enough about the impact that the Bright Ideas grant has it, to our students. What we're able to purchase, what we're able to do, we're able to go outside the box. And that's important today. We need to go outside and, and, and get those kids thinking. And this is another, another way that we can do that, that you guys offer for the teachers, and, and it is very much appreciated. Well, we're happy to do it. Can you provide some information? What do you think it takes to write a winning grant? Um, are there some tips you can give other teachers who might be interested but are kind of nervous about the grant process? The one focus that I've always had, uh, I've tried to be extremely honest and tell you exactly what our project's going to do and what our expected outcome is. Um, you know, be very detailed, um, but tell it like it is. Um, and, and anything that you can put in the kids' hands and the kids can do a hands-on project has always seemed to be a plus for me. Uh, but that's, I like to teach that way. I'm a hands-on teacher. And, um, but you know, just be, give good details and make it meaningful. So once those applications come into our office, um, I just want to go over the process. We, we filled all of them here and we take the names off of them. And um, we have a group of three retired educators who come in and they blind judge the applications. So they get a stack of applications to go through and read through, but they have no idea what school they're from, what school system, who sent them, so that they can honestly evaluate the applications based on the criteria, what the project's gonna be, what the need is, how many students are gonna be impacted. And then that group of judges determines who the 10 or 11 or 12 winners are, depending on how much money each one needs, and within our $6,250 that we have to, to allocate. Um, so they decide which teachers get the, get the grants and, and are awarded. And then our staff members, before COVID, <laughs> got to go out and do kind of surprise grant award presentations. Um, so we would show up at the schools, mm -hmm. an administrator would know maybe too, but, but the teachers had no idea we were coming with the big old check. Um, to, and that's to a good day them. when that check comes. <laughs> <laughs> so last year we had to do it a little bit different. We ended up doing a, um, a Zoom presentation mm -hmm. for everybody, but some of the administrators still were able to keep it a surprise from some of the teachers. Some mm -hmm. of the teachers that were on that on that Zoom meeting had no idea that they were being I awarded. I had no clue. So <laughs> that was still fun for us to be able to do that and be part of that. Um, are there other ways that you or your students have benefited from Surrey Atkins Community Outreach? Absolutely. Um, Surrey Atkins, probably about five years ago maybe, uh, built the uh, solar farm. Mm -hmm. I've took several groups out there to the solar farm. Uh, explaining how you know that works uh, the engineers have come out and talked to the kids um, we've took I've been able to make field trips and bring students from the classroom uh, we've took our ag students when we had our ag camp in the summer uh, we visited there uh, we've also been able to come here to the plant and engineers uh, different um, linemen uh, Different people have been able to work with students, showing them the different type of equipment when they see someone out or, you know, what 
giving them an opportunity to, to know what's going on. Um, we've seen them do the uh, pole top rescue. Uh, I've talked about the dangers of bees and electricity uh, and the, the safety equipment that they use. And the thing of it is the kids come and they get to do hands-on. They get to put the gloves on. They get to put the harness. Um, and that's important to the kids. Um, I've also had, Sir Yatkin has come into my classroom and they brought a safety demo so that they have explained to the kids that, you know, when you see a down power line and showed them how dangerous it is and what it can do, uh, that's been very important. Um, Sir Yatkin is so valuable to our community and to our kids. Uh, I was here with a group a couple of weeks ago and a student that I have in my classroom um, great student, average student, but very quiet. And when that student was here, was able to uh, work with a lineman, hands-on. He tried on every piece of equipment. He was able to manipulate whatever project they were working on at that time, whatever equipment it needed. And I seen him excel. I seen him blossom uh, when that lineman was talking to him, when Mike was talking to him and in a way that I had not been able to do it in the classroom. And you're talking about making you feel good. That, that just tore me up because that, I seen that kid right there find something, and he may be a lineman one day. You, you know, I mean, we may have opened a door. You may have opened a door by giving us the opportunity to bring those kids up here. I hope so. I know they had a ball one when they were here for ag camp the other week. All of them did, the girls, the boys. It, it didn't matter. It. They had a blast. They had great questions. They were very inquisitive. And I, Wendy, I don't know if you noticed, but they were they were touching. They were looking. Mm -hmm. They they were using everything that you had out there. And if it hadn't been for the opportunity for those kids to come, they would never see it. Yeah. Never see it. And so I am grateful for that opportunity uh, to bring my kids and for you guys to come in my classroom. I love coordinating stuff like that. It's so much fun. <laughs> well, and you know, when I uh, give those kids the box from turn the lights on for my Kenyan project, I've seen Greg come into my classroom and talk to the kids and walk the kids through it and say, this is what happens at your house because it's more of a residential type project. And you know, those are, those are such important things to students and they don't forget those things. So in addition to programs like Bright Ideas Education Grants and Safety and Field Trip Opportunities, Suryak and EMC sponsors two juniors each year to participate in the North Carolina Youth Tour Program. And the application process for that program takes place in the fall and then the applicants are judged on their essay presentation to determine who the two Youth Tour representatives will be. And we have judges from the statewide office as well as some local businesses who help judge those presentations. The two winners receive a trip, fully expense paid trip to Washington DC for a week um, where they interact with other youth tour participants from North Carolina and across the nation. Um, and then our Suryakin youth tour winners receive a $500 renewable scholarship toward their college education. They also through the statewide organization are eligible to um, participate in other presentations where they could get other scholarship opportunities. The runner-up for that program um, is chosen as a participant to take part in the Cooperative Council of North Carolina's annual cooperative leadership camp at White Lake. So when COVID isn't affecting in-person events, we also sponsor middle school participants 
at two different basketball camps, the University of North Carolina's boys basketball camp and the North Carolina State University girls basketball camp each summer. Um, Jamie, is there anything else you can think of that you want to share? Well, I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, anytime that I've ever called, anytime that I've ever asked, Surrey Atkin has been absolutely wonderful as far as helping our kids um, and, and helping them to excel. Uh, you are a true asset to our community. I appreciate what you do. Uh, thank you for keeping the lights on. Um, it, you are appreciated in our community, and again, I want to say thank you. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you being willing to come here. I know the past year and a half has been especially trying for everybody, but especially for teachers and students where everything has been virtual and remote for so long. Um, we appreciate the hard work of you and all of our local educators um, and what you do every day to make a difference in the lives of students in our communities. Um, anybody who would like more information on any of our educational programs can find that on our website at syemc.com. The Bright Ideas grant application deadline for this year is September 15th. Um, more information on the grant program and the application can be found at ncbrightideas.com. As we sign off for this edition of Energized, I hope this information was helpful and that you will reach out to us if we can assist you with anything. Also, stay tuned for our next podcast. You can find information on Suriac and EMC 24 hours a day at syemc.com. This is Wendy Wood signing off, and until next episode, remember to stay energized.